Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and joining me as always, Brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Hey, Worldwide Sports Talk. How you doing? We're back. Yes, sir. We're on time. It's unbelievable. <laughs> right? Yes, but don't forget, we are now officially on the countdown to episode 100 with Age of Radio. So, this is getting exciting. Yes, it is, dude. And for those of you that don't know, we do have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which we will be going live on on our 100th episode. Yes, sir. So our 100th episode with Age of Radio, which will be 10 episodes after this, we will be doing. That will be, if everything goes according to plan, May 23rd. So we're yeah. excited. We're looking forward to it. We'll keep you up to date. And, of course, you obviously can just keep track of us because, well, if we don't do an episode, we're behind an episode or two. That, and we're going to be keeping it up to date on our social medias <laughs> and just, you know, do what we got to do. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it. But first. Let's get into some worldwide sports talk. Let's do this. First up, we're going to talk about those NHL standings. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's do it, brother. In the Central Division, the Hurricanes lead the division at 36-10-7 and 79 points. The Lightning are 36-14-3 and and 75 points. The Panthers are 35-14-5 and and 75 points as well. The Predators are 29-23-2 and 60 points. The Stars are 21-18-14 and and 56 points. The Blackhawks are 22-25-6. 50 points. The Blue Jackets are 17, 25, 12, and 46 points. And the Red Wings are 18, 27, 9, and 45 points. Whew. In the East Division, here we go. Capitals lead the division at 34, 14, and 5, and 73 points. The Penguins are tied in points, but have a 35, 16, and 3 record. The Bruins are 31, 14, 7, and 69 points. The Islanders are 31, 16, and 6, and 68 points. The Rangers are 22, or 26, and 22, and 6. And 58 points. The Flyers are 23, 23, and 7, and 53 points. 
The Devils are 18, 28, and 7, and 43 points. And the Sabres are 15, 32, and 7, with 37 points. In the North Division, or as we all like to call it now, the Canadian Division, it is the Maple Leafs 33, 13, and 6, and 72 points. The Oilers are 32, 17, 2, and 66 points. The Jets are 28, 21, and 3, uh, 21, and 3, and 59 points. The Canadians are 24, 19, and 9, and 57 points. The Flames are 22, 26, and 3, and 47 points. The Senators are 21, 27, 5, and 47 points. The Canucks are 19, 25, and 3, and 41 points. But surprisingly, because of how much time the Canucks missed, they have not yet been officially eliminated from playoff contention. Them lonely Canucks. Which is odd, but still. Anyways, here we go. In the West Division, the Golden Knights lead 37, 13, 2, and 76 points. The Avalanche are 34, 13, and 4, and 72 points. The Wild are 33, 14, 5, and 71 points. The Blues are 29, I mean, sorry, 24, 19, and 8, and 56 points. The Coyotes are 22, 26, and 6, and 50 points. The Kings are 21, 24, 6, and 48 points. The Sharks are 21, 26, and 6, 48 points. And the Ducks eliminated from playoff contention along Boy. with the Sharks at 17, 30, and 7, 41 points. My poor Ducky! Man, come on, dude. Man! What's up with them Ducks? We're not flying. We're not. We're not using the flying V, man. If we just use the flying V like in the movies, we'd be a dominating. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I don't actually think that's a legal hockey maneuver. Actually, right. by the way. Uh, anyways, in the least in the professional rankings. So here we go. We're gonna move on to the world golf rankings. Let's do it. In the women's golf rankings, number one in the world is Jin Young Ko from Korea, four hundred seventy-nine point one three points. Number two in the world is NB Park from Korea, 388.48 points. Number three in the world is C Young Kim, Korea, 440.01 points. How you have more points in the second place, but in third, I have no idea. Obviously, it must not be a based off point system. Kelly, uh, sorry, number four is Nelly Corda, USA, with 378.51 points. Number five is Brooke M. Henderson from Canada, 339.10 points. Number six in the world is Danielle King, USA, 306.53 points. Number seven is Haiju Kim, Korea, 290.15 points. Number eight is Lydia Ko, New Zealand, 287.97 points. Lexi Thompson from the United States is number nine at 237.07 points. And Min Ji Lee, Australia, is number 10, 259.19 points. On the men's side, number one in the world right now is Dustin Johnson from the United States at 450.59 points. Number two in the world is Justin Thomas from the United States, 430.06 points. John Rahm from Spain is 418.27 points in third. Number four is um, Xander Schaffelli from the United States, 336.34 points. Number five in the world, Bryson DeChambeau from the United States, 348.43 points. Number six, uh, Colin Morikawa from the United States, 326.08 points. Number seven, Patrick Reed, United States, 314.49. Uh, number eight, Tyrell Hatton from England, 293.94 points. Webb Simpson from the United States is number nine with 255.20 points. And number 10, Brooks Kepka, United States, 225.02 points. Yeah, you might have to look into that, dude. I don't, I don't understand the point. How, how, system. I really, I, system. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, because Bryson DeChambeau should be up higher than that, I would think. 
You would think, but I mean, like I said, if, unless it's just maybe a voting thing that we're missing out on. Right. That's what it is I, from that. It, that's why I just, I don't get it. That's, we're also going to talk about it a little bit here with the FedEx Cup standings because I believe, yeah, um, Cameron Smith should, and actually Victor Hovland, we're going to talk about it here in a second. Um, you'll hear the points and you'll be all going, what in the world is going on with the FedEx Cup standings? Yeah. So here we go. Ranked number one in the FedEx Cup standings currently is Justin Thomas at 1607 points. Bryson DeChambeau is 1577. Xander Schiaffelli has 1369. Cameron Smith is number four at 1381. Number five is Victor Hovland with, four, uh, with 1430. See, so he should actually be number three. Yeah. So actually, they basically should just flip Victor and Xander Schiaffelli and it'd be in order that way. Dustin Johnson is number six with twelve oh three, but then Hideki uh, Matsuzama is at twelve forty four, so he has more points than Johnson. Jordan Spieth has more points than both of them at twelve fifty. He's number eight, so that makes no sense. And then Billy Horschel at eleven seventy eight, and John Rahm at eleven twenty nine. So, yeah, man, might have to check into these into this, and and maybe that way we can explain to them a little bit more. Because I'm even going what. What's going yeah, on with this, if man? If you hear a point system, you would, and if you're going by a point system, you would think the higher the point, the, more, the higher up on the board you should be. Obviously, it's true because, look, Thompson has the most. The Shambo has the second most. The third most then should be Hovland. Followed by, looks like, according to this, then it should be Cameron Smith. Maybe it also Shifali. depends on how many how many uh, events they partake events in. They've, they've partaken in, yeah. Maybe because I do see when I look at the rankings that some some of them don't have the equal amount of events that they partake. But still, to me it's, though, yeah. it should be based off of however your point system. It's is. your point system. It shouldn't be how many you've actually played in. Right. Just because of just because it's your fault that you have a uh, point system that's arbitrary based off maybe the event being more popular or whatever. Yeah. That's your own fault. If you don't give equal value, it's that's kind of on you. That's what I do at least like about the NASCAR events. Uh, every race is the same amount of points for each winner. Yeah. So you're not. There's no way. No, there's no not, way you could screw that up. Yeah. So yeah. you're not like giving more points just because. Hey. Uh, oh, I finished, hey. Well, they made it, and or they they actually qualified for this. So they, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I played in the I raced in Daytona. Okay. That, that doesn't mean anything. You you went, raced in Daytona. Did you win? No? Then you get this amount of points. Did you lead a lap? Then you got a bonus point. Did you lead the most laps? Then you got another amount of yeah. bonus points. That's how they did it. They basically said all events are the equal. The only way to get bonus points is if you had to have at least led one lap yeah, and makes, led most laps. It really makes you think, is some of this based off of like a popularity contest? Could be. I mean... It's not right, but it is what it is. So. All right, all right. Let's, let's move on and, and get to this Kentucky Derby. Yes, sir. So we have the results from the Kentucky Derby. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. Finishing first was Medina Spear by writer Vale uh, Jay Velasquez. Number uh, runner-up was uh, Mandaloon, uh, rode by F. Garo. Number three was Hot Rod Charlie by F. Pratt. Number four in the uh, favorite going into the race, Essential Quality, uh, rode by Els uh, Saez. Number five was Obesos, rode by M. Pedroza. Uh, number six was Midnight Bourbon, uh, rode by M. Smith. Uh, number seven was Keep Me in Mind, by uh, rode by D. Cohen. 
Number eight, Helium, rode by J. Uh, Leperu. Number nine, Known Agenda, rode by I. Ortiz Jr. Number ten, Highly Motivated, by J. Castellano. Number eleven, Sainthood, rode by C. Lanary. Number twelve, Like the King, and that's not D. Van Dyke, as in Dick Van Dyke. That's just <laughs> the writer's name. Don't get all like, oh my god, Dick Van Dyke rode a horse. <laughs> At yeah, 90-something I don't think old. that's going to happen, bro. You know, you know he's the Betty White of men, though, right? because <laughs> yeah. he's older than dirt, and <laughs> I think he's going to outlive every man on the right? on the planet. Uh, number thirteen, uh, Bourbonic, rode by K. Uh, Carmouche. Uh, number fourteen, Hidden Stash by R. Uh, Bijara Bijarano. I don't know. Bijarano. Bijarano. I guess I don't know. Number fifteen, Brooklyn Strong, rode by U. Rispoli. Number 16, Superstock, ran by R. Santana Jr. 17, Rock Your World by J. Rosario. Dynamic 1 was 18th, rode by J. Ortiz. And our local local horse we were hoping for finished in last at 19th, Soup and Sandwich, rode by Gaffalione. Hey, the fact that we have a local horse, that's... That's pretty freaking sweet, dude. Yes, and King Fury was a late scratch. So that's why there was only 19 instead of 20. And we'll talk about the race here in a little bit. But first, we got some notes to cover. Let's do it. First up, we're going to talk about the New York Rangers that were heavily fined $250,000 as an organization by the NHL after calling for the firing of George Paros, the head of the Department of Player Safety. The call for the firing stemmed from the Rangers game Monday night against the Washington Capitals when Capitals forward Tom Wilson was only fined, not and not suspended, the maximum allotment of $5,000 after punching Rangers forward Pavel Buchnevich in the head while he was flat on the ice. Another altercation when Wilson threw Rangers forward Artemi uh, Panarin down on the ice. Both Rangers players will be missing uh, the team's remaining games this season. And uh, Wilson was only fined for the first altercation and was not punished, period, for the second altercation. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Rangers fining and but calling for the firing of George Peros? Hey, man, um, this is this hobby, dude, sometimes it's brutal. So, um, you know, but you also got to, you got to, Protect your players, protect your investments, mm-hmm. and uh, if this is what they need to do, then that's what they need to do. Yes, sir. Uh, I can always, obviously, hockey's trying to get away from that old school fight mentality that you're obviously known for. Um, they've been more about trying to be more safety for their players. Obviously, the equipment's gotten way much better over time, just oh, like yeah. the NFL has gotten way much better over time. The only problem is it's still it's hockey. They still move at such a high rate of speed because it's ice compared to your feet on a field. Yeah. The ice is causing you a friction of speed that moves you around the rink a lot quicker than you can on a football field. But to the Rangers' point, though, is being uh, sitting there punching someone in the head while he's flat on the on his back on the ice is kind yeah, of bullshit. Yeah, that, that's bullshit. It's. Uh... I mean, the, the second altercation where you kind of throw down that we all we always almost see a fight end up where someone ends up being thrown to the ground yeah they basically tackle each other so uh, i mean it sucks because punching a man while he's down is just not right yeah basically if you you know if you're punching each other or you're both standing up whatever but then once he's on the ground that's that's it 
There's no point in just, while he's on the ground, just leaning up. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I can see where a suspension is warranted on that, and uh, I don't really think it's fair that they find the Rangers. I mean, I guess I kind of see what their point is, too. You don't want to be calling out people inside the uh, headquarters of your league, but at the same time, I kind of see where they're coming from, too. So it makes for um, an interesting storyline the rest of the way, I guess. Definitely. Even though the Rangers are eliminated from playoff contention, so the players are only missing the regular season games that are left on the schedule. So at least that's a kind of good news for the Rangers. It's not going to affect their postseason because they've yeah. already been eliminated. All right, so in some soccer news, we didn't cover anything from the tables because – well, they're all facing each other in League Cups right now, so nothing's really changing standing-wise. But UEFA is looking into banning the 12 clubs that were involved in an attempt to create a Super League. They are looking at giving them a two-year ban from the champion uh, Champions League, though they have spent the past 10 days talking to all the teams about smaller punishment. Thus far, they have an agreement with seven of the 12 teams. Uh, Inter Milan was close to an agreement, but has not um, fully reached one yet. The remaining four clubs, Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and AC Milan, have stuck to their positions and could face the UEFA disciplinary process for violation of Article 51 of the UEFA, of the UEFA or UEFA statutes. The statute states that no combinations or alliances between club affiliates, directly or indirectly, to different UEFA member associations may be formed without the permission of UEFA. I was supposed to say without the permission. I said with permission. <laughs> However, the four clubs believe in their strong position as the original documents filed with UEFA and FIFA stated that the Super League was asking for permission to form and for recognition of existence rather than separation. They've even filed a motion in the Madrid courts to help them with their case. UEFA is trying to get two more clubs, aside from the seven that they do have, uh, to an agreement of minimum punishment and the situation then would be formally terminated as they would have majority complete majority that requires for uh well, it's still, it still a sticky situation dude uh yeah yeah this is gonna play out and it's either gonna play out fairly simply but it doesn't really look that way so um looks like we have some resistance and uh yeah, yeah I, I think those 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 uh teams should actually pay big time for resisting Something that a majority of, you know, ha have agreed to, okay, we'll take this lesser punishment. And then you've got, what, like three or four teams over here going, well, you know. I know, but you're also there trying to base stand off their convictions where they said that they have, their original documents showed that they were asking for recognition and seeking permission where UFA, UEFA and FIFA were saying, no, you weren't seeking it, you were trying to. Under the shadiness of yeah. darkness, trying to get the league formed by yourself, and so it's going to be interesting. Um, in the article on ESPN, which you can find on ESPN.com, really, this is not this is not good, dude. You can't, either way, you can't do shit like that. Yeah, either, so. it says no one will benefit from this going to court, so we'll see if it ends up going to court. Yeah, because it's going to be pretty muddy waters either way. All right, next up, we're going to talk about the Kentucky Derby. So, are you ready? Let's do it. Medina Spirit won the Derby and was 12-1 to 1 odds to even win it, but managed to do so. The win was the seventh Derby win for trainer Bob Baffert. The odds-on favorite, Essential Quality, finished fourth in the race. 
King Fury, as we stated, was a late scratch from the race. Only the 19 remaining horses ran. Essential quality and second place finisher Mandaloon are, have already pulled from the Preakness. Medina Spirit so, thus far seems to be headed to the Preakness to try to complete the second leg of the Triple Crown. So, Cooper, your thoughts on my horse that I was supposed to gamble on and I didn't do it? <laughs> you should have gambled on him. I know. It was mom's number. They had the eight. So, I'm like, oh, it's eight. I probably should do it. And then I just kind of, I just. Yeah. And it was not like it was bad odds. So, the horse still had a chance. 12 to 1 odds isn't terrible odds. Yeah. It's not so much of an underdog that you're just like, oh my god, that's an unbelievable win. Yeah. Twelve to one is still pretty favorable. It's pretty favorable, yeah. It's not like, oh my god, fifty to one like a lot of the horses. <laughs> Especially our poor soup and sandwich. We, yeah. <laughs> soup and sandwich. We give you props, but uh, you know, sorry you're like you ended up dead last. Yeah. I mean, the horse did fa- barely finish uh, ahead of uh, Mandaloon, but so what do you think the uh, odds are that they can win the Preakness and then have a shot at the Triple Crown with the Belmont? It's possible, um, as long as they don't run this horse into the ground. Yeah, we've seen that happen um, plenty of times. That's that's the bad part about it, especially when you put your whole heart into a horse that, you know, yeah, mm. these horses are meant to run till the death type thing that's what they do so um yeah man yeah we'll see what happens with it uh i you know i respect horse racing to a degree um it's very it's kind of cool to see a, a majestic animal that huge and that you know powerful mm-hmm. to be able to um get along with a with a rider and to be able to do th- the things they do is pretty sweet. So uh, hopefully we'll see we'll see something come out of this. You never know, man. Yep, another triple crown. It was weird because we went from almost no triple crown. We, 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 definitely in our lifetime, it was like seventy years since uh, what was it, Secretariat won mm-hmm. the triple crown, and uh, we we're just like, are we ever going to see one? And then we had two in a short amount of time. Yeah, what could be seen number three. You never know, though. Need to get these horses for roids. <laughs> <laughs> Check him for steroids. Oh, wait. <laughs> Check his car for steroids. Oh, wait, that's NASCAR talk right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so uh, final piece of note here. We're going to talk a little boxing. Really? Yes. Hmm. And it's interesting boxing. So, Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson will be making his in-ring wait, debut. Wait a minute, what? Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson will be making his in-ring debut. That's that's NFL. Yeah, on June six on the June six fight card that features Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul in the main event. <laughs> As some of you may know, Chad Johnson is a former NFL wide receiver who famously changed his name legally to Ocho Cinco to be able to have it put on his NFL jersey while still a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. Johnson is expected to take on another celebrity or athlete rather than a professional boxer. Johnson, who is forty three. Um, is 43, and when he received a call about um, taking on this opportunity, he was very excited, and it will be close to where he currently resides, excuse me, at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. Uh, I believe he's, um, my, I think he has a place on Miami Beach, so it's not too far at all for Johnson. That's, that's pretty cool, dude. Um, the fact that they're making it kind of a fair fight, you know, 
Yeah, not giving you a <laughs> not giving a, box. a boxer. Clean off the socks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boom! Oh, there goes Johnson. Down good Cinco. <laughs> what's funny is, uh, you know, he he talks a lot of trash. So it's gonna be. I fun. just hope he can back it up. <laughs> this definitely makes me almost want to go ahead and go to a sports bar. We're gonna have to go check this out and watch dude. this. We're gonna have to check it out. Just because Chad's in it. Yes. Uh, we we've always had uh, we've always loved the antics of um, Chad Johnson. <laughs> yes. So um, he, he was almost the only reason why I almost ever had a Bengals jersey. I never bought one, but it would have been the reason if yeah. I ever had a Bengals jersey. Because there's not a whole lot of Bengals players that you've ever wanted. Him and uh, T.J. Uh, Hushmanzada or Hushamama. Yeah. Pajamanelli. <laughs> Passman <laughs> chip, I don't know. How many times did that guy get that thing wrong in that commercial? I have no Poor clue. TJ. Dude. First yeah. round pick, number one overall, TJ Hujimama. Write <laughs> <laughs> it down. The fantasy draft. That was the funniest commercial ever um, for sports fantasy. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This has made this card even better. Um, I almost wanted to watch it just because I wanted to see Mayweather knock Paul out. Or, yeah, Paul, Logan Paul out. Yeah. But now to have Johnson on there. Logan Paul, man. Why? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you're going to get your ass kicked, dude. Yeah. It's they, it's not even going to be a fair fight. And they've already had a press for the fight. And Jake Paul knocked off Floyd Mayweather's hat and caused a scuffle at the press conference there. So I'm just like, oh, Lord. This is getting even more stupid. <laughs> you know they're just paying him to do it. It's like, go, go in here and act like a bunch of assholes. Do it. Go be stupid for in front of the cameras for a few minutes. Really pump up the <laughs> Oh, it's great. I can't wait to... Uh, I honestly can't wait to see what happens here. So I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I really can't wait for the Pacquiao fight coming up. That's going to be awesome. That too is going to be a good one. Uh, I want to see that one. And I kind of also want to watch Canelo Alvarez. His fight's coming up too. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. We're going to have to do some boxing. Watch some boxing. Yes, sir. Dang it. Finally, going to have to start watching some boxing like our fathers used to. <laughs> hey, man. Boxing back in the day was worth it, though. Yeah, they had the best fighters back in the day. So we're kind of just dealing with some guys that are just, you know, guys. We don't get the legends anymore, but hopefully maybe soon uh, we will. Uh, a little side note to uh, uh, some boxing news. Um, one of the promoters said that the Fury Joshua fight is probably done, so we'll see what happens with that fight. And also, oddly, for some reason, Florida will not be testing fighters in MMA or boxing for marijuana anymore. So, go Florida. All green, baby, all green. That's right, we're going green. <laughs> so basically if you want to get high before the fight <laughs> go ahead and get high before will, the fight i would not recommend it but do it whatever oh man can you imagine paul taking mayweather on they're both fucking high out of their gorgeous <laughs> come on man <laughs> i can see paul doing it just uh, just to uh, you know he walk up to he already him. knows he's gonna get his ass kicked. He'll probably so. walk right up to Mayweather and just be like, "I love you, man. Come here, give me some, give me a, give me a hug, man. Come on." <laughs> Mayweather's just like, ducks it, bop, <laughs> and down goes Paul. It's done. We're done. It's gonna be great. 
All right, man. So that does it for this episode. It was fun. Definitely. Yes, sir. So uh, be sure to tune in Saturday for more wrestling talk. Yes, wrestling talk, baby. And, of course, Saturday is baseball, basketball talk. we got some stuff to talk about with that. My Dodgers. Oh, my God, my Dodgers. Saturday? You mean Sunday? Whatever day. (laughs) They're all blending together to me now. I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore. Okay there, big man. I work too much. (laughs) I get to work more this weekend. One day off this week. Can't wait till I can have consistent weekends. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Anyways, uh, so and then of course Tuesday we have football and NASCAR talk. Football's going to be pretty much on the back end of the episode now. It's mostly going to be. Mostly going to be NASCAR. Oscar for auto racing going to pretty much take over the Tuesday. Yeah, we're going to have to. Tuesday uh, show. Yeah, we're going to have to figure this out, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to say the least. So, of course, be sure to tune in to all those episodes. Be sure to keep listening in because, of course, we're coming close to the 100th episode with Age of Radio. We're looking forward to it. Oh, yes. It's going to be fun. Yes, sir. And we might have some some new uh, ideas coming out, new uh, new themes, new looks, new everything. So keep watching. Keep checking it out. Yep. Cooper's going to be bald by the end of it. Nope. <laughs> Just messing with him. Got to give him a little, little rib shot right there right before we go off the air. Anyway, so that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. sports.